This is the 508 Podcast, a podcast where we're crazy passionate about helping you navigate and excel into your 20s and beyond. Every month, we'll bring you candid conversations from the 508 leadership team about hot topics for those who are striving for growth. Let's listen in for this week's podcast episode. What's up, 508 family? Welcome to another episode of the 508 Podcast. I know what everyone's thinking, okay? I am not bald and beautiful. And that's okay because I'm still your host today. And oh, my name's Rue. So I'm the host, you're stuck with me, and I'm here with Devon James, our pastor, Devin Fry. What's up, family? As well as Becca Mullen, Becca with one C, aka Bex. Anything but Becky. Podcast. Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. Happy to be here with Rue, representing the 508 ladies, meaning Devin is in the minority today. Yeah, minority I don't know today. how good of an idea this was to have both of you guys on here and me be the minority, but we'll see. This should be fun. We'll just start off by saying that uh, Becca is taken. She's got a man's. Y'all I keep your eyes man's. off. Please and obviously, Pastor is married to the beautiful Nat Fry. And your girl sing out. Okay. Um, next. So, the purpose of this podcast is to help you guys and us navigate our 20s. And we're currently in the middle of a relationship series called Relation Tips. Relation Tips. That's right. That's right. How is everybody feeling? Uh, About the uh, series? I'm loving the series. (laughs) I'm loving life. God's good. Uh, Having a blast um, in this time. Getting to spend a lot of time with my family, my son. Um, Bex and uh, Rue, I'm so excited to have you guys on the podcast. And we're honored to have you guys. Uh, Both, uh, I don't think we... Communicated this before. Rue is our creative director Definitely. for the Five Way. Uh, you're crushing it in that regard. And Bex is our host director, and she's so high level. So many things that she does, but she's built an incredible team for our guest experience. Want to tell people yeah, about? Want to tell people a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So I lead the host team, and so if you've ever visited the Five Way for the first time, you hopefully were greeted by someone at the door, maybe had a conversation with someone in the common area, and so that is the host team, and it's our role kind of to. <clears throat> give a VIP experience to our new guest. And so we have a saying, um, we treat new guests like royalty at the 508. And so if you come through that door, we want to make you feel like you're royalty, give you that special treatment. Um, So I'm sure you've come in contact with us at some point. You have crushed that team. It's been awesome. Thanks, guys. And so two high-level leaders, excited to have our conversation today. Rue, what are we talking about today? All right, so, well, before we do that, okay, if you haven't seen our last few episodes, I highly recommend you go back and rewatch them. There's a ton of good information in there. I know I've been getting a lot out of it, um, so definitely go back and watch those. But today we'll be talking about uh, five toxic relationships and how we can navigate those, what to look for, some red flags, and how I think we can grow and what, you know, figuring out, are we that toxic person? Do we have those traits? So That's, right. That's good. Yeah. So let me set this up because you're probably asking why are we talking about this? Why are we introducing a negative? Well, scripture has so much to say about relationships and has so much to say about even toxic ones. And so I'm going to highlight a few scriptures, but first I want to make this distinction. There is a major difference between somebody who is unhealthy and somebody who is toxic. Yeah. So unhealthy people... Uh, maybe have a lack of teaching, maybe a lack of maturity, a lack of experience, maybe a lack of coaching. you know relationships or coaching in their life. But toxic people, they don't want help. And they want to remain the same. This is how I was made. This is who I am. And uh, you can't help somebody that does not want help or does not want assistance. So That's I want good. to make that distinction in the beginning of this episode. 
is there's a major difference between somebody who is toxic and somebody who is unhealthy. And so we want to give you five toxic relationships that either you need to monitor in yourself and take inventory of, or you need to identify if you have some toxic relationships surrounding you that you might need to distance yourself from. And we want to give you some practical handles on that. That being said, let me read you a few scriptures just so you know this is not my opinion, but this is the Bible's opinion. Matthew chapter 7, verse 6, it says this, Do not give dogs what is sacred, and do not throw pearls to pigs. For if you do, they may trample them under their feet and tear you to pieces. So it says, do not give you know, wisdom or do not give your heart to those people who are foolish. And it actually says, it uses the word dogs and pigs. Do not throw pearls to pigs. Here's another one, 2 Corinthians 6.14. Do not be yoked together. Many people would know this as do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Here's another one, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. One who has unreliable friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So, good. so you have two different types of relationships. You have reliable relationships and you have liability relationships. Mm -hmm. And so what we want to do is we want to help you classify the relationships that you do have to be able to properly identify them, to diagnose them, and to make decisions on them to kind of figure out if you want them close, if you want them far, or if you want them completely out of your life. Now, we want to grow in our discernment, and so there's a great sermon I gave not too long ago. It's called Pharisee University. We need to understand the, the strength of discernment, so go back and watch that sermon. super helpful, and I should give you a lot of practical handles on how to discern things. That being said, I wrote three things down. You cannot be in covenant with somebody. Well, let's, let's break down the word covenant really quick. So there's a difference between contract and covenant. Uh, any of you guys want to take any of this kind of stuff? Want me to explain it first, and then you give your thoughts on it? Yeah. Basically, contract... As you know, you sign in paper and there's a decision that's made of, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to be a relationship. Covenant is blood. Yeah. And so biblically speaking, what you do in covenant, you would actually cut your hand. You would signify through blood together that you are in covenant. Basically meaning your soul and your heart are completely intertwined and there's harmony right there. And so how many times have we been in like contract relationships about what the Bible is trying to get us towards, especially when it comes to your spouse and even all your relationships, is he wants you in covenant relationships. Yeah. What do you guys have to say? I think, you know, my opinion on that would be, you know, in a covenant relationship, you don't necessarily have that option to kind of terminate that. Like it's a blood, it's a blood covenant. Like we're in this. So you're in this till the end. There's going to be hard times. The perfect, the person's going to be imperfect and you just need to be able to navigate through that. And if you're a healthy person, you can do that. If you're toxic or you're unhealthy, that's what makes it much more difficult. That's great. But even like friendships, like you want those long-term, lifelong friendships. And I think those are your covenant relationships that, yeah. you know, they can stick their finger in their eye if you have to. And mm -hmm. like you take that. Like it's okay. Like we're, that's a bond we have. I trust you. You trust me. So I think that you want those not just in mm -hmm. romantic relationships, but also like friendships. So true. Yeah. I think... Um, you know, to make that distinction again, there's a difference between unhealthy and toxic. You hear this, yeah. you hear this the whole podcast. So we want to make sure we make those distinctions. But you need to know if you're somebody in covenant with somebody, if you want to be in covenant with somebody, you need three things. You need to have similar values, mm -hmm. you need to have similar views, and you need to have a similar language. Okay. So similar values, mm -hmm. views, and a similar language. That's why the Bible says do not be unequally yoked with somebody else. We talked about this in the previous episode, but you know, God wants our hearts to be aligned with each other. He wants to make sure that there's harmony with each other. Yeah. And uh, you got to share it. Just because there's a Christian in a relationship or two Christians in a relationship doesn't mean it's a Christian relationship. That's right. So you can, have, you can have similar views, but it doesn't mean you have similar values. You want to have all three of those things. Now, let me give you a practical uh, story to kind of explain what we want to go into. 
So I remember um, just this past week, I was putting Zion down to sleep. So I'm putting him down to sleep, and I love this time because he's so snuggly and cuddly, and he's so cute. so cute. And so I put Z to bed, pull the covers over him, and I just start kissing him, telling him I love him. And Zion's my son. He's my two-year-old son. And so he's going down, and uh, he gives me a kiss, and I'm just talking to him, uh, you know, just sharing, like, thoughts and just conversation, and he started to talk back to me. Super funny. But uh, he gives me a kiss, and he goes, okay, bye. <laughs> and I was like, son, what in the world? Like, I'm not done here yet. He was done with you. But he, he literally, <laughs> Get he literally out of my gives bed, me a kiss. Dad. He gives me a kiss, <laughs> and he goes, bye. So he, like, he wants me out of his life. He's like, let me go to sleep now. It was so funny. <laughs> But I was like heartbroken. I was hurt. I'm like, how has my son gotten so stubborn right now? But here's here's what I kind of felt like God was speaking to me in this moment. Is there are some people that you have close to you, but there are probably some people you need to say goodbye to. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Is you got some people that are really close and, you know, they could even be in your house. They could be in your life. They could be in your relationships, in your job, maybe even in your bed that you might yeah. need to say, we need to have we need to have a conversation and there might need to be some goodbyes. Especially now, if you're married, you're you're married. You're in covenant. But there are some people that may be close, but they need to say goodbye. So here's one thing I wrote down, and we'll get into five toxic relationships. Uh, something I wrote down is this. Uh, you need to stop being colorblind. Don't ignore red flags. Mm-hmm. You need to identify and understand that there are mistakes made. And we don't judge people for mistakes. All of us are imperfect. I love that you were saying that earlier. You know, imperfections are a thing. Mm-hmm. All of us make mistakes. But when you're toxic and you're unhealthy, it's completely two different distinctions. So be authentic with everybody, but you got to be transparent with few. And most people guard their house more than they guard their heart. Let me say that one more time because it's important. Most people guard their house more than they guard their heart. You have to learn how to guard your heart and identify somebody that's unhealthy and somebody that's toxic. Now, Becca, give us the first toxic relationship. I will. So we took the time to name each one of these. Um, (laughs) So they're pretty good names. First one is, first toxic relationship is... Envious Eva. Envious Eva. Envious Enzo. Enzo. <laughs> if your name is Enzo or Eva, we're Please so don't take offense. Nothing against you. This is just you. to be creative, okay? So this is just the name that we um, it thought sticks. Of. So we all know either an envious Eva or an envious Evo. Or an envious <laughs> Eva. Eva. If, if your name is en- Evo, first of all, we're praying for you. <laughs> I actually know someone named Eva. Really? Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry for being a watching you both. Okay, so we all have this person in our, in, your, in our lives. So this is a person that sh- suffers from extreme jealousy. Mm. Yeah. It's that friend or that person in your life that you feel Frenemy. like can never celebrate you or is always negative. Whenever you kind of are around them and maybe you want to share something that you're going through, like a happy time in your life, they're always kind of putting a damper on it. Mm. And you kind of walk away from that feeling like, I just don't feel good after like can hanging you out. Happy yeah, can me? you just be happy for yeah. me? So that is the envious Evo or Enzo. And scripture actually talks about it in James chapter 3, verse 16. And it says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. So that right there tells us, you know, an envious person, they have disorder and evil in their life. And so that's certainly a, a a trait that's toxic and that we don't want to have. Um, there's actually a really good book called Enemies of the Heart as well. Um, and it's a really great book. It talks about it. the four um, enemies to someone's heart. And basically kind of if you're harboring these feelings in your heart, it's impacting everything you do in your so life. Because yeah. really you do everything from the heart. And envy is one of those. 
And it defines it really nicely. I think it's a great way to think of, you know, what is envy, what is jealousy. And it basically says, jealousy says, God owes me. And so you think that your issue is with the other person kind of having what you don't have and you're kind of angry at them for it. But deep down, really, you're kind of thinking, well, I deserve that. You know, why hasn't God blessed me with that? And at the end of the day, I think we need to take a step back and realize, okay, if there's something in your life that you maybe don't have or you really want, you shouldn't be angry at someone else for it. You should be seeking God for that and kind of going to the source first to um, kind of ask for it. Because we talked about this in previous podcasts. You know, God asks, or the Bible says for us to ask specifically. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that we're lacking, I kind of my advice is just ask God for it. So good. Go ahead, um, We had some notes here. So jealousy can't take God's gift from you, but it can take your joy. So if you're constantly mm-hmm. upset, like, why does that person have that and I don't? There's various things that you have that they don't. It doesn't mean anything. Not everyone's made the same. Um, some people have different strengths than you and that's okay but be happy for them like don't let that affect you and make you a a bitter person um or you know hold something against someone just because they have something that you don't Mm -hmm. so true yeah there's a scripture that actually says that envy rots the bones Mm -hmm. and to me when i when i read that i'm like you know my emotions and the jealousy that's in my heart can actually physically affect my life and so envy rotting the bones literally speaks to it can deteriorate your physical body. And so it's something I think we need to navigate and to dissect. So I wrote two things down, how to overcome jealousy. So the first one would be this, dissect it. So you have to understand, you have to question, you have to go to the source of it. Why? Like why? Yeah. Why do I feel this way? I think you did a great job explaining it, even from a book, is, you know, your problem is not with uh, them, it's with God. Yeah. And so maybe the reason you don't have it is because it was destroy you in the first place. Mm, that's crazy. Or maybe because you don't have it because you're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's tons of different reasons for it. But you got to go to God about that and kind of search your heart and just ask God, like, I, I need to know why I'm feeling this way. Because mm-hmm. the problem Sorry. is not with them. Yeah. The problem is within you and between your relationship with God. So dissect it. And the second thing is attack it. Uh, you got to bombard that thing. So how do you overcome a lie? Well, first of all, you have to remove the lie. And then you replace it with truth. Yeah. And so something that I've done, I think all of us have struggled with envy or jealousy in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I still wrestle with it, to be honest. Um, but a practical thing that I do uh, every time, if I see somebody that has something that I want, or a platform that they're on, or accolades and successes, or whatever it is, um, what I have to do intentionally is to celebrate them. Exactly. And so I will go up out of my way, even if it feels uncomfortable to me, what it's doing is it's dissecting it, it's attacking that jealousy within my heart mm-hmm. because celebration is the enemy of jealousy. So you have to celebrate people in order to kind of get over that envy and get over that jealousy. Mm-hmm. But something something here I wrote down is just because somebody else is winning doesn't mean you're losing. That's yeah. great. You know, just because somebody else uh, is getting blessed does not mean that you're cursed. And so we have to make sure and take inventory of why am I doing this? Why am I feeling this way? Why do I have this perspective? And then attack it with the word of God and attack it with celebration. Celebration will get rid of jealousy and envy so, so fast. So envious, what is it, Eva and Evo, do we say? <laughs> Enzo. 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 Envious Eva and Enzo. Or Evo, <laughs> so, uh, so, so here's number two. Is uh, So the first one is envious Eva or Evo. <laughs> number two, gossiping Gavin. Okay. What's a good G one? We, we, can't, we need Gabby. a good Gabby. Gabby, if you're watching this, this is not against you as well. 
but gossiping Gabby or Gavin. Um, here's what James 4.11 says. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or a sister judges them and so speaks good. against the law and judges it. See, when you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows that if somebody is gossiping to you, they will gossip about you. Facts. I will say it one more time. If they're gossiping to you, they will gossip about you. Preach. And nobody true. can trust a gossip. Nobody yeah. can trust a gossip. Gossip is a trust thief. It is the language of the insecure. And so the fastest way to identify a toxic person is if somebody is talking about somebody to you. And I think all of us have this tendency because we have this human nature, this sinful uh, nature on the inside of us. And so we got to be honest with ourselves of, you know, you know, you know the scripture, you know the principle. You reap what you sow. You are, if you're sowing gossip, you will reap gossip. And speak well and speak highly of others. What do you guys have to say? Yeah, um, I was going to add something. So if you're a gossiper, that just discredits you. Like no one's going to trust someone who is constantly talking about other people. Or if you trust a gossiper with something, they spread it. Like that's just such a horrible feeling. I would never mm-hmm. go back to that person and share something meaningful or important um, if they're going to go around and spread it. So that just discredits you. If you want to be a mentor, you need to learn that that you don't talk about things like that. So, I, yeah, I think that's yeah a huge red flag. Like, make sure you're picking wisely and like trust someone with a little bit. And if you see that they're yeah. going around telling other people, you best believe I'm not trusting you with any more than For that. For sure. Yeah, I definitely would go off that because if if I'm in a situation, I have someone coming to me, gossiping to me about something. That's immediately a red flag to me. And yeah. to me, I'm thinking I cannot trust this person. This person is already gossiping about someone else. I know they're going to probably gossip about me too. And I think you have some of these notes written in here, Deb. But I feel like a lot of times we get caught in this trap where we think we're talking about a problem to help solve it. But at the end of the day, it's really gossip. And so kind of take a step back and think about, okay, why am I telling this person whatever it is about this uh, someone else I'm talking about? Is it, are they the source? Are they someone above me that is going to help me with this? Or am I just talking about it just to talk about it? And I think that's kind of the first, kind of the easiest trap that a lot of us fall into because we think, I just need to talk about this. You know, I need to vent about it. But at the end of the day, it's gossip. That's exactly the word I was going to use is venting. Because a lot of times we call it venting, but it's gossiping. And so if you're you're talking to somebody that is a peer level or you're talking below, that's gossip. If you're talking up and you're... You know, asking for advice asking for way. counsel and help that that's helpful and that's counsel but if you're talking to people that cannot provide a solution to the problem you're you're in an even bigger problem than the problem that you're facing yeah. mm-hmm. and so here's something I learned uh, about God is he can use imperfect people and people that make mistakes and he can use sinners but he cannot use liars that's great. and so liars are so dangerous and God cannot trust God can use people that make mistakes mm-hmm. he cannot use people that he cannot trust and then that goes so for good. life period as well. We cannot uh, we cannot be around people that we cannot trust. Yeah. Gossiping is such a dangerous and a toxic trait. Here's three things I wrote down about gossip. You have to watch your mouth. Don't say it if it isn't helpful, hopeful, or healing. So great. Watch your mouth. Don't say it if it is helpful, unless it's helpful, hopeful, or healing. Yeah. Do not use your words to weaponize people. Use your words to heal people and watch your relationships go to a whole nother level. Let's go to number three. Oh, wait, I have actually one more point. Okay, go ahead. Um, And I know you've said this to me before, and I thought it was so good. Um, And you actually preached a whole message on it. And so, you know, we're called to honor people. You know, we're called to cover other people's weaknesses and not expose them to people. And if, in fact, you know, you have an issue that you need to talk about, 
and you say this, you always publicly cover and privately confront. It's good. And so you don't want other people to have, you know, a bad taste in their mouth or maybe have a bad impression on someone because you yourself had an issue with them. Yeah. And so it's always important to think of that, you know, like you said, is this healing? Is this honoring? So before you say anything, always think of that and kind of keep that principle in your mind because I know it's helped me. So true. Always publicly honor and privately confront. And, and just remember, like, um, God blesses honor and he curses dishonor. He, he curses it. And so gossip essentially is dishonor, and, it, and God has to curse it. That's who he is. That's his character. That's his nature. Publicly, uh, publicly protect, privately confront. I think it's so helpful. Mm-hmm. So bad. Go ahead. Number three. Bex, go ahead. So number three, um, toxic relationship, we have bitter Beatrice. <laughs> or Ben. Or Benjamin. <laughs> bitter Beatrice or There's bitter There's going to be so many offended Benjamin. <laughs> Okay, so this, think of that person that is always angry at something or is always harboring some sort of unforgiveness in their heart, whether it's towards you or someone else maybe, maybe you're constantly hearing them talk about, oh, this person hurt me and I'm just so hurt by that and they can just never get over it. Mm -hmm. And maybe things kind of had happened and, you know, people maybe might have tried to help the issue, but they just, they just can't get past it. Um... And so, obviously, as Christians, you know, we're called to forgive. God forgave us for all of our sins. You know, he, he died on the cross for us. And so, you know, as Christians, we see that as a model for our lives. And so mm-hmm. we're, we have to forgive. Um, and Scripture actually tells us in Matthew chapter 6, um, 14 to 15, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father, Father will also forgive you. Mm-hmm. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. So powerful. Yeah. I know there's also Scary. other scriptures where, you know, if you're carrying unforgiveness in your heart, that's basically blocking your prayers mm-hmm. from kind of, or God from hearing your prayers. And so it's important, I think, to understand if someone's really your friend, they're, they're going to confront you on things. I think that's kind of the most important thing because sometimes people are like, oh, well, this person confronted me about this and I'm just really upset that they said that, but... I know, you know, I want my friends to confront me about things and bring things up to me that maybe might feel offensive at first and maybe might kind of rub me the wrong way, but I need to be able to take a step back and say, this person cares about me. You know, they're trying to help me and they're not trying to hurt me. And maybe they did offend me, but if they ask me for forgiveness, I sh- I'm I'm essentially required to forgive them. So true. It's so good. I think it, it's just it gets so heavy if you're walking around carrying all this yeah. unforgiveness though. Like, oh well, this person said this. This person did this. You know, like she went and told this person this. Like, you're just carrying so much weight. Mm-hmm. So just talk it out. Like, go straight to the source. Um, I think like, Beck and I have been friends for so long. It's one thing that like we've gotten so much better at is just like actually talking things out. Like whether it's big or small, um, we just kind of say like well, you kind of did this, and, you know, I felt this way, and we're mm-hmm. like, okay, so, like, what can we do? Yeah. Um, I think real, genuine friendships do that, and you can just go to the source, and mm-hmm. it's such a weight lifted off your shoulder when you're not just holding on to this unforgiveness, holding a grudge. Um, I think it's so important yeah. to have be, healthy... you got to be mindful of people that are bitter and people that are unforgiving, and if they're unforgiving towards their father or their mother or family, they will be unforgiving towards you. Yeah, that's true. Um, because that's a trait and that's a character trait. Mm-hmm. And then the Bible says very clearly, uh, the Lord in heaven will not forgive you if you don't forgive other people. So we get this this lesson. Um, it is unforgivable to be unforgivable. 
And so be somebody. I need God to forgive me. And I'm so grateful that he did. And so because of the uh, insurmountable sin that I could never pay for, I have to freely give forgiveness away to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm so grateful for that, that he is our model. And so because I'm forgiven, I naturally, it's easier to forgive. Now hear me. Forgiveness does not mean reconciliation. It does not mean trust. Mm -hmm. So there's a big distinction. I want to tell you what forgiveness is. And that just means it's setting yourself free. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness essentially is, is good stewardship of your heart. But forgiveness is not meaning that you have to be in relationship with them again. Forgiveness does not necessarily mean forgetting it. It's I, I heard Jensen Franklin, he said it like this. Uh, forgiveness is not keeping score, it's losing count. I love That's that. Great. It's such a powerful line. And so what he essentially means is uh, you're not keeping up uh, remembering all these things, all these offenses that they did. But it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in close relationship either. So forgiveness is not reconciliation, but it is releasing of the weight that you're carrying. Don't be a bitter person. It is so dangerous. And it is, I love how you said it, it's a weight that you're carrying that is just not a weight that you can carry for a long time. Mm -hmm. And people are weighed down and bogged down so much by bitterness and unforgiveness in their heart. I'll also add to that too, because going back to the book that I mentioned, Enemies of the Heart. So really, kind of the underlying feeling in bitterness is anger. And so anger says, like I mentioned before, jealousy says God owes me. Anger says you owe me. So you're holding something against wow. someone else. Yeah. You're, there's this debt that they're carrying that you're That's like, good, they man. owe me for that. But at the end of the day, they can't pay that debt. There's no way that they're going to be able to. And so the only way around it, the way that you confront that bitterness is through forgiveness. That's so powerful. Let's go to number four. Number four is... Go All right, we got prideful Patrick or Patricia. So if your name it's is so good. Patrick or Patricia, we're really no sorry. Offense. But <laughs> hey, we just talked about bitterness. Don't Do be, not bitter. be bitter. Don't be bitter. Don't be offended. Um, but so, toxic number toxic uh, trait number four is pride. Um, so one of the core values at the five hundred eight is actually humility. So right. be humble, okay? Um, you can spot out Sit a person. Sit down. <laughs> be humble. <laughs> Sit down. Okay. So I actually did that. Um, Wow, going back. Um, you can spot out a person that is prideful. They can never apologize when they're wrong. What they, are the symptoms? Yeah, tell us the symptoms. I, I was going there. I'm just, I'm just, getting I'm just there, stoking the fire. I'm trying to help. They can't take responsibility for their actions. Do you have your heart right now? No, she doesn't. You're cutting me off, so I'm like... I right <laughs> Somebody's stopping. Do that thing. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Let's bring it back. Um, so they don't take responsibilities for their actions. Um, they don't know how to apologize. And a big one for me, too, is they can't take constructive criticism. Mm. So they think that they're above everyone else. And it's like, I don't really know if I can learn from you. Like, yeah. keep your commentary to you. I'm good. I know where I'm at. Um, in Proverbs, it says, pride goes before That's destruction, a spirit before the fall. How? Can, yes. I, can I pause and say something real quick that you said? Um Three phrases, I think, that showcase humility. One is, I'm wrong. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I think you got to put that in your vocabulary more. Mm-hmm. Even when you're not necessarily wrong um, about the issue that you're facing, you can be wrong in the spirit of how you do it. Yeah. So make sure you imp- imp- implement, uh, I was wrong, into your vocabulary. I think another one is taking responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I take full responsibility. Um, and I think another one you can just be like is, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. those three things will keep your relationships healthy just by saying those words. Mm-hmm. And even if you were right in what you said, you can be wrong in how you Deliver said it. it. Yeah. It's yeah. so important. Yeah. Make sure you showcase humility in those regards. Yeah, I think delivery is huge when you're either confronting someone or 
you could have said the sweetest things, but it's just how you say it. Yeah. Um, the person can take it, you know, not how you meant it. Yeah. And yeah. It, it says a lot from you and how you're you're saying it. Yeah. Um, I think I used to have that, and it was something that my brother called me out on that I was like, oh, okay. He was just like, dude, you don't know how to land the plane. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that, <laughs> I, that was definitely something I struggled with. Yeah, I, I probably would say the same. Um, the delivery is can be hard sometimes, but I think another thing that came to my mind, um, humility has a lot to do as well with your ability to grow. So if you're not humble about so your shortcomings, yeah. you're going to stay in the same spot for the rest of your life. You're never going to grow. You're never going to kind of admit, okay, I need to grow in this area. And so if you're trying to get somewhere, if you're trying to grow in your career, in your spiritual life, you need to be humble about so you know, the areas that you need to grow in. I think for our leaders that are watching, you want to grow in leadership and in influence. Um, people are impressed by your gifts, but they connect with you because of your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So be, be okay so to just say, you know, here's a flaw of mine, and I know I need to get better at this, and I'm growing in this. It's such a healthy thing, and it shows yeah. such humility. And people that are humble are magnetic. People that are prideful, you want to get completely away from. Mm-hmm. So last one, final one, uh, final toxic trait. And to me, this one is the biggest for people that are in toxic relationships is this, is lying Lorenzo. Lying Lorenzo. I don't really have an L for... Lisa. Uh, Lisa. Lying Lisa. Lying Lisa. Again, that's a good one. don't be offended if your names are those. But uh, <laughs> lying is so dangerous. And it is something... You cannot yeah. trust a liar. So I said that's it true. I said it earlier. Yeah. You know, you can't... Uh, what, what was my line I used? I can't remember it right now. It was essentially something like the lines of, uh, God can use people that are imperfect, he but he cannot use liars. He cannot use people he cannot trust. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs twenty seven twelve says this. The prudent see danger and they take refuge. But the simple keep going and suffering for mm-hmm. it. So if you spot toxicity in lying uh, and you just keep going for it, eventually the problem is not the liar. The problem is you for not mm-hmm. a- acting in wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, see, because both people see danger and they react differently. Uh, here's another scripture. Uh, the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Great. So here are three things I wrote down. Truth is what basically uh, sets you free, but a lie can keep you captive. The truth sets you free, right. a lie can keep you captive. Here are three practical things when it comes to dealing with somebody that maybe has made some mistakes or lies. Um, first of all, we we give grace for mistakes. We have conversations for patterns. I'm going to ask you guys to debrief these in a minute. Grace for mistakes. We have conversation for patterns, but we have distance for lies. Now let's break these down. We give grace for mistakes. Now mistakes are issues or the things that happen once or twice. It happens. People are going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. We give grace to mistakes. Mm-hmm. But Rue, you know, you know, I love the the P word patterns. Nice. But then we have conversation for patterns. What does that mean? Describe that. Are we picking me? Yeah. Because I'm ahead. the expert on patterns. Uh huh. Um, I think a lot. You can tell a lot about a person by what they've done and what you've seen from them. So, like, just the history, like, okay, are they here one day, there one day, and then just back on that same routine? Like, it's, you can look back at what they've done. If they tell you that they're going to change, okay, what does their past tell you? Like, are they really going to change? Are they going to be on this roller coaster at all times? Um, Have they lied two, three, four times before, and now they expect you to think that they're going to be different? And we don't ignore the past, and we don't judge the past, but we don't ignore the past. Yeah, I think it's almost like your resume. You know, like, what what have you done? What does the past say about you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, you know, if... It's okay to make mistakes. No one's perfect. We're all gonna make mistakes. Are you learning from them? But are you? If you're constantly making that same mistake, that's a pattern. That's no longer just a mistake. Absolutely. And patterns are something that we identify, and then based on what they do with that conversation, 
then there becomes distance. Mm -hmm. And you cannot be in a relationship with a liar. That cannot yeah. happen. Yeah. Because nothing, no fruit, nothing good will come out of that relationship. Uh, matter of fact, Scripture says, and watch this, this is heavy. John 8, chapter 42, uh, John chapter 8, verse 42 through 45. I'll debrief it. But it basically says that the devil is the father of lies. And so it seems like the devil has a lot of sons and daughters based on the lying yeah. uh, capacity that so many of us mm -hmm. have. And so you want to be so, so careful. You are never more like the devil than when you are lying straight through your teeth. Mm -hmm. Be cautious around people like that. So before the truth goes in, you need to get the lies out. And if you cannot be around somebody that cannot tell the truth, well, you will never be free because uh, the truth will set you free, but a lie will keep you captive. Mm -hmm. That being said, um, I think uh, I, I thought back of this story back in the day where when my parents, uh, when we got, in, we got in trouble with my parents, uh, we got spankings. I don't know if anybody else did out there, but my, right, my yes. parents were old school. We got whipped. The shenanigans for the Brazilians out there. We the basically Ayana. had, I got like 39 lashings is what it felt like. <laughs> Avada. But listen, one thing that always happened was, depending on what it was, you know, I would get a spanking. But if it was, if I lied, I would get 10. Because my parents always communicate to me, there's one thing that we do not tolerate in this household, and that is lying. And I think that's the same kind of severity that God looks at it with. And I'm so grateful for my parents showcasing that leadership and showcasing that principle at a younger age because I just learned lying is so dangerous and you mm -hmm. cannot be in relationship with a liar. So yeah. why don't we review all five real quick and then we'll have you kind of close this out. Sure. So the first one is this. The first of five toxic traits would be envy. So we talked about envy being envious. What was the second one? I'm looking at my notes right here. The second one is gossip. Third is being bitter. The fourth is being prideful. And the fifth Liar. is being lying. Identify these toxic relationships. Understand the difference between something that's unhealthy and something that's toxic. And make the proper and necessary adjustments. Why don't you close this out? Yeah, uh, one thing, well, two things we want to leave you guys with is do you need to have any conversations with people? You know, do you have friends? Do you, are you in a relationship with anyone that hits those points? Um, I think as if you're in a covenant relationship with them, like this is a growth area for them. So have that hard conversation, mm -hmm. talk it out. So important to have a um, conversation. Yeah. Just, you know, explain scenarios and like help them, just help them get better in those. And then I would say do self inventory. Do you have to grow in any of those areas too? Like, do you yeah. have any of those that kind of like hit you, rubbed you the wrong way that you're like, oh, well, why do you say that? So that probably means you need to check yourself in that yeah. area. So do some self-inventory, check your friends, I don't know, do all that good stuff. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Po podcast. You're pulling a mic right now, Rue. You're, You're pulling a bald and beautiful. Of the purpose of the podcast. clip right now. Let's just add it right here. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. I had an awesome time. Bex. Thank you for having me. So excited it to was have you guys great. On. I yeah. loved it. It was great to be a majority yeah. here today. It was amazing. Um, if you don't subscribe to us, do that somewhere on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Follow our pastor on TikTok because I heard he's throwing some he fire. Some fire Let's go. A lot of legs. A lot of legs. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean? Just what? go watch the his TikTok shorts? and you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> and leave a review too if you liked it. Leave a comment. Do whatever and share this with your loved ones, your friends. Facebook, I don't know, Mike likes to say grandma. Send it to your grandma. <laughs> Maybe she'll learn a thing or two. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode from the 508 Podcast. 
If this episode helped or impacted you in any way, we would love for you to subscribe, leave us a like, rating, or review. Be sure to visit our website, The 508 Podcast, where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you have something you would like for us to talk about, we'd love for you to send it in through by leaving a comment on our YouTube channel or messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. And until the next time, remember, we don't fear the future, we pioneer it.